What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bull Central. I am your host, Hayes, and I want to thank everybody for the support of my first episode. Um, it went off way better than what I was thought, what I was expecting. Like I didn't do any promo, any hype really for it. The fact that it was coming kind of just set it here in the studio. I recorded it and released it and it did way better than most of my expectations. So I want to thank you guys for the support of this and continuing with this podcast. Come, I got some pointers and some things I could do better. Got some props and some things I, I did well. And I appreciate all of it because we just want to continue and to make this podcast uh, one of the best uh, places for Bulls fans to come listen. And then hopefully, you know, as we keep growing, we start engaging with each other a little bit more. But this is Chicago Bulls Central. I told you guys I'd be back. And so we don't have a lot. There hasn't been a lot of news, but we do have one very big thing that we'll talk well two fairly big things that we'll talk about and this first one is the nba is officially going to be opening up an investigation in tampering um in the in the lonzo uh ball signing signing trade for the bulls and you know it as much as i we 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 all know tampering is something that happens in every free agency you know the tampering rules have largely for years been looked at as jokes because you know a lot of these deals are decided before and then like even when you think about the first day of free agency right and i know the bulls in the, in the case of the bulls it was announced literally the minute free agency started so you know of course it's going to raise some eyes especially an nba who wants to crack down on the appearance of tampering um but when you have deals that are even trades and like really intricate things that happen on day one of free agency like we all know it's because these players talk their agents talk. The agents are, are seeing and getting fill, fillers out. Now, it could be that nothing comes comes from this. It could very well be that at the end of this, that uh, NBA doesn't fi find anything. Maybe it's a light, light fine for the Bulls. Now, you've heard like some of the worst case and worst thinking on it is, oh, the Lonzo Ball deal is going to be canceled. And that is something that is in the power of the NBA to do. That is, they can cancel the deal if they find tampering now more than likely that i i don't think that they're going to because at the end of the day this was a trade meaning that the pelicans agreed to it they've moved on from lonzo ball they've went, went ahead and started moving in other directions to build at, out that team and i just personally don't see the deal being canceled i'm not saying that it's not a possibility because it absolutely is and for me to say that it's not but i just think it's unlikely in this case i think the bulls at the most are going to get fined maybe a draft pick taken away hopefully not a first round pick um you know even when you look at like the way that this front office has used second round picks and the way that they've used it to really sweeten some deals and 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 to get players like we've traded away a second round pick or more in in both signing trades that we did this offseason, as well as I think in the no Vujicic deal, I think it was just first round picks. But, you know, second round picks, as much as some some of the fans look at it as, oh, it's just a second round pick. It's not that important. It They really do play a part in these trades. And, um, you know, especially when you when the team that's giving up um the better player in the deal usually you know it it helps to, to to be able to just list that we got five picks even the four of them are second round picks so you know it, it it sucks and it sucks that this is coming down against the bulls because this is something that we know happens all the time um and it may be found out that the bulls didn't do anything wrong maybe lonzo and his agent worked with the pelicans to work this out and the bulls literally answered the phone calls like yeah we agree let's do it um but it, it looks bad. And, you know, for the NBA who wants to fix this, this, like I said, this issue and this appearance of tampering and this consideration of, of things like that, it just it they're going to they're going to when it's something this blatant, like literally the a sign and trade of this deal being announced the minute free agency started. It's just a bad look. And hopefully now 
teams are smarter on that. Like, it, can tampering ever be completely taken away from the game? Unless for every single deal, they're going to audit phone records to see what conversations have been had before or whatever. No, I mean, and in, in, in a case like this, it could have very well been like, we know that the Bulls were trying to trade for Lonzo uh, during the trade deadline this past season. So maybe, you know, a lot of the framework for the deal was done then. And so it made it easier um, to do it this time. And maybe that's what that's what this case was. But regardless, it just it really it's not a good look for like so much positivity to be around the Bulls for the first time. And in the Bulls community, us all being happy about this. Well, let me not say everybody's universally happy, but just the fact that the Bulls are actually finally making moves and acting like a big market team and doing these type of deals. It's been so much, so much positivity, not universal positivity, but so much positivity for this team more than what it's been in God the last five or six years, if not more, if not, we go to close to a decade. So um, it, it sucks. It was like a kick in the stomach to get that news that the NBA is going to be um, investigating for tampering. But at the end of the day, like I really don't think we're at risk for the deal to be canceled. Like I said, I want to keep saying definitely a possibility, but I just, I would hope that it doesn't go that way. I guess is what I, I don't think it's going to, but I also would hope that the NBA doesn't go to that uh, level. You know, we're not only ones being investigated. I believe the Heat are being investigated as well. Nothing yet on the Lakers, um, which is, you know, it's here nor there. But, uh, the, and you know, so now that we've come in, we've come down and free agency starting to slow down. We kind of starting to see what this team is going to shape up and look like. Um, the Bulls did really good. Like I said, the, the DeMar DeRozan deal, I said on the, on the first episode, um, DeMar's going to help this team a lot, man. Um, I think especially when Zach is off the floor, uh, DeRozan's going to be good. I also think because of DeRozan's ball handling ability, he's going to be good for when players like Kobe are on the floor. And I even think he'll be good for like a player like Laurie if Laurie ends up being here. We'll talk about Laurie in a minute. Um, Lonzo's a player that we needed. He's a player that we needed his skill set. We needed his ability and what he brings to the table. We absolutely need. DeMar is going to be great for the young players. He's going to be great to have a veteran. He's going to be great on the floor. Um, now, there's been questions about can DeMar and Zach Levine play together and what that's going to mean for the defense. And, you know, Zach is improved on defense. And, you know, shout out to Zach Levine, who's now Olympic gold medalist. Uh, you know, USA bringing the gold home. Uh, he showed his ability to guard. And, you know, yes, it's not always the elite competition that you're going to face in the NBA. But we all know that a big part of defense is the effort. And Zach is is putting in the effort. I also think that Zach being on a team that has some expectations finally, we may see a side of Zach that we haven't even seen yet. And not to necessarily say that like he's gonna all of a sudden average 30 points a game because I think his point his his points per game may go down and hopefully the efficiency goes up. But I think we're going to see a different side of Zach because he's finally like going like and he's always been a competitor. He's always had a big heart. He's always tried to put his best on the floor. But for the first time in a while, he's gonna be on a team that's expected to do something. Not if they over um overshoot or or, or or do anything else or overachieve i guess is the word that i should use but they're actually expected to do something and they gave him tools and they put him in a great situation and he's also going into a contract year i think and i'm not saying zach is all of a sudden going to become a lockdown defender i don't think that but i think we're going to see a lot more effort and and you know zach is also not going to have to expend as much energy carrying our offense like he did at certain times last year so with that hopefully the effort is increased on defense and you know we see the defense increase there demar demar isn't the greatest defender um but i also think that levine's ability to shoot his ability to stretch the floor as well as if lonzo shoots the three like he did last year um demar's you know he we know he's he's his game is in the mid-range 
But DeMar is also a great off the ball player as well, as well as a playmaker. De DeMar DeRozan has really improved himself. And we see this when players go to the Spurs. He's really at a time where, where people didn't think DeMar DeRozan had a place in the, in the NBA in the way that the game was being played and moved. He's improved so much of his game. And I hope that, you know, he continues to, to improve. And, you know, nobody expects a, a player of DeMar's age to all of a sudden develop a whole new skill set. I'm not saying that, but at least in this system, and hopefully Billy Donovan figures out a system too to make to get these players to work um, really good together. But, you know, um, we really don't have that many moves left to make in free agency. The last thing that's really, and I mentioned him earlier, is Laurie. What is happening with Laurie marketing? We have now gotten the Pelicans are interested. Uh, we've got um, rumors that the Hornets are highly interested in him. I think the Mavs have come out today, not them said, but more rumors have come out that the Mavericks are actually interested in, in Laurie marketing as well. And then how do the Bulls use that to bring in more assets to this team? You, I, you know, especially with it being uh, hopefully a signing trade or whatever it ends up working out to be that they, they get pieces that are actually going to help improve this team as well, improve the bench. Um, maybe get some more big man depth in here. I'm not really sure. I don't know how everybody's roster is stacked up on those teams that uh, that are interested in Laurie. You would think, at least for me, you would think that if the Hornets are interested in Laurie marketing, maybe the Bulls can get P.J. Washington out of the deal. And, you know, P.J. is is a young player. He's 6'7", but he plays power forward. That he has some potential. Now, who knows if, the, if, that, if they can do it, because a lot of people, I'm sure, think that P.J. is a better player than Laurie, but you know, we'll see what the Bulls end up doing and getting for Laurie if a signing trade is, is completed. I think, you know, the fact that the Bulls haven't really announced any of these deals is final, at least as of me recording this podcast. Maybe it's because they're expecting another deal. Now it may be because of the tampering uh, situation or whatnot. But hopefully the Bulls, we start seeing what's going to happen with Laurie because if if teams are starting to show more interest, like a lot of the bigger moves have already been made. Like, we're a few days into free agency, and like the the picture for a lot of teams are clear right now. Laurie is one of the big, even um, uh, Obrey Jr. got got a deal with the Hornets. So you know, Laurie's deal is one of the last things that are left out there to figure out. And you know, his future. You know, I know uh, he's come out and said, or was, yeah, he gave an interview where he's ready to move on from Chicago. He wants a fresh start somewhere else. And I, I tweeted out he as he should. You know, when you're a player and you play for a team, it, when you when you're at a team so long and expectations come in and disappointment comes in when those expectations aren't hit, it's hard to grow from that for a lot of people, especially for a young player like Laurie's been through a lot in his career. When you look at like the coaches that he's been through since he since he was drafted and brought in here, how he's been used differently from those different coaches, the benching to last year, like Laurie, it's it's hard to forget that in Laurie's second season he averaged what eighteen and eight. Um, so. He has a skill set that's needed in this NBA. It's just, you know, maybe a change of scenery, getting out of his head um, with a disappointment, uh, going to a new place that's excited to have him, uh, that knows what they're getting in him, the comfortability in a new deal if it is a sign-and-trade deal. It's, those are all positives for Laurie, so he should want a fresh start. And if he feels like he can't get that here, more power to him. Laurie, as much as we have disappointment in Laurie as the player and in certain things that he did because we had expectations of this bull team and, and we want to win. It's it's easy to forget that Laurie's the flashes that the finisher showed when he was a rookie and in that second year. And even since then, like when he shows flashes, Laurie can be a dangerous player. Now, can he lead a franchise? I think that that the, the verdict is out on that. Like, no, I don't think Laurie can be a best player 
on a team. But as a second option, as a third option, you goddamn right the Laurie Markman could be that in the right situation, especially if you send him off to a team with LaMelo Ball. And it's, it's crazy if he goes from one ball brother to another, but if LaMelo and the fact that he's overachieved and the chip he plays with on his shoulder and that and the, that, that team and the attention that that team got because of LaMelo's play last year, that him going and partnering with a young player like that and then figuring it out for a team that doesn't have very many expectations around the league could be very good for Laurie Marketing. You know, also, we the Mavericks playing with Luka? Come on now. Like, you can't tell me that playing with Luka, Laurie isn't going to easily average 18, 19 points a game just because of the the looks that he's going to get playing with a player like Luka Doncic. And then um, the other team that's been reported as being interested in him, uh, the Pelicans, playing next to um, Zion. Like, that could be amazing for him. Um, so the, the, the options that are out there, the teams, it kind of makes sense when you look at, like, what they're trying to do, especially the Pelicans and the time where they're trying to convince uh, Zion to stay at already and, like, the reported discontent that he has there. It all makes sense. Um, you know, and hopefully a deal can get done for him, for the Bulls. Hopefully the Bulls are able to improve, find a way to continue to improve the team and whatever deal they end up agreeing with and what goes down. Hopefully all of that happens. That could 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 be huge. So it needs to happen. It should happen. Um, and it's big. Uh, so like, yeah, we'll see what happens with with with, um, with Laurie. I ultimately hope that Laurie does go to another team and that I would love to see Laurie go to go to the Hornets, regardless of what we get back. I would love to see Laurie go to the Hornets because I enjoyed seeing LaMelo Ball play last year and seeing him partner with um, with LaMelo and what they can build like going forward for years, like especially if they develop together. If Laurie can get back on the right track, that could be dangerous. It sucks that it's also in the East, but, um, you know, shit happens there. But uh, uh, that remains to be seen. So we'll see what goes on with Laurie uh, there. Last thing. Um, last thing. Well, we'll see how this this conversation develops. but. Uh, summer league. Now, I'm not somebody who usually gets overly hype. I think the last time that I really got excited for summer league was the year Derrick Rose uh, was drafted, and then Joe Kim uh, Noah decided to go to summer league to play two to learn how to play with Rose, and that was like exciting uh, for me, especially just the excitement around D Rose coming to Chicago. But you know, I, I don't put a lot of stock into into summer league, and I don't, you know, I mean, hell, Denzel Valentine is a summer league. What, was he the MVP? I know that we, we won the, the Summer League Championship, but, like, it doesn't matter. But I think when you when we have Io, um, you have Patrick Williams, you want to see what leaps Patrick Williams has taken. Um, and he should dominate in Summer League. But even if he doesn't, it doesn't mean it's not a reflection on what he's, he's going to do in the season. It just isn't. So I think when um, when you look at, like, what, what I'm looking for in Summer League from Patrick Williams is his aggression. Um, like I said, if he dominates his stroke, uh, to see if he feels more comfortable taking that three, what that three looks like, what percentage he shoots it at, just to see what what type of improvements he's had since uh, his rookie season. He played on the select team, got to go up against uh, the Olympic gold medal medal team in the in Team USA to just really see what that is. As far as for IO, um, I don't really know if we can learn anything from IO in a summer league type situation for me. I mean, of course he can show flashes; it's possible he can have great games, but. You know, you as long as he was in college basketball, um, you would kind of expect him to come in NBA, not not NBA ready as far as ready to run a team, but ready to contribute. And so, you know, it's it, it's good to get basketball back. I think that's what I'm more excited about than anything is just to be able to see basketball and to see uh, these two young guys and what they can mean for the team going into next year. But I don't really I don't really give much 
into summer league. I just, I just don't. Um, it's not something that I really buy into all that much. But uh, I know people are really excited for, especially like just this season. Um, incomplete, uh, incomplete. Like we're just we're as as a fandom, the Bulls are excited about the team, uh, and getting to see this team on. So the excitement is back. The vibe has been restored. Uh, all that good stuff for the Bulls, and you know that coming off. And I know I mentioned a little bit earlier, Zach Levine playing really good in these Olympics, um, being on the gold medal team. He didn't contribute a lot in the final uh, game, but like that whole four game stretch before that final game, Zach, you know, he didn't average any crazy amount of points or anything, but he contributed. He showed that he belonged, that he needed, that he deserved to be an Olympian. And, you know, hopefully that comes in and adds to the excitement of an already excited offseason. And like I said, Zach is going to have something to through within this contract year i fully believe that um but that's really it that's all i got i wanted to give you guys another episode i didn't want to go too long or wait till we had some big news uh to come up and you know with my luck as soon as i drop this some more news will drop and if it does i'll drop a random episode but we still don't have any social media so i apologize for that um you can send you can send us an email for the podcast at bullcentralpod at gmail.com uh, you can follow me personally, though, on social media at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. I love you guys, Bulls fans. And uh, I'll catch you guys if we get any news between now and next week. If not, I'll see you guys next week. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break, Break Media. Media.